Afterlife is an explicit podcast not suitable for all viewers. Please check the episode description for more details. Welcome to Afterlife, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast set in 5e. I am your Dungeon Master, Brennan Gifford, and with me today is Brett Benner, my co-DM. Hello, this is Brett, the co-DM, the co-god. Yep, he has nothing to add once again. For our Stranger Facts, we are going to send it to Kane. What's up? My name is Kane Harrison. I am playing Fendalto Pendleton, the changeling monklock. And uh, my fun fact for this week is that Fendalto failed home ec. Um, he had a nervous breakdown every time he went into home ec. Why did he have a... Because it has the word home in it. I see what you did there. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> my fact is Lucas doesn't pee sitting down or standing up. <laughs> he doesn't pee ever. <laughs> what was my... Last time. last time it was the first time you held a baby was once when some random lady gave you one in Paris and then just never came back for it. Why was I in Paris? Wasn't it for like a show or something? I, you never said that was the thing. You never gave context Please, for anything. Do the previous one. Do like do do like a little like a prologue. Don't finish it. <laughs> so I didn't do anything with the baby. No, no that, that's that's uh, all you said. That's uh, all you said. You never gave any context about what happened to the child. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> High five past TJ. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, my name's Erin, and I play Ophelia. Um, fun fact about Ophelia is she is afraid of stairs. Uh, one time when she was about six or seven, she was playing with her cousin, and she tripped and fell down a staircase, and now she can't walk downstairs anymore or up them. So she stays on one floor forever. Till the end of time. So she, so what you're telling me is that she's never been in a, like a situation where she's just like, hey, come get this thing from upstairs. Nope, it has to be elevators or nothing at all. Or does she always use the handicap ramp? <laughs> she prefers inclined surfaces <laughs> to jagged surfaces. Sometimes, if she's feeling real risky, okay. she pretends to be a cripple and she gets in the wheelchair. Has she ever had to like lay down up like a plank of wood on stairs so that she could walk up them without going She does it to fall down. She has oh, to like slide. Uh, down, like, like a slide. slide. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dig it. So just know that your character has to take that into yep. this new world. <laughs> you guys go ahead. I'm going to stay down here. The ladders are fine, by the way. <laughs> the ladders are totally fine. <laughs> you said Ophelia was afraid of stairs. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate because Fundalto makes like a ton of eye contact and is constantly staring. Different stairs. I, yeah. Let's take it to, I forgot his character's name. I'm sorry. Lucas. Lucas. I can't remember anyone's name. I'm sorry. The easiest character. <laughs> All right. Let's take it to Lucas. All right. Hello. My name is uh, Tyler Waddell and I'm playing Lucas Gray, the uh, blood hunter. Fun fact about Lucas. The last time we left off, he uh, was left in uh, Paris with a baby in his hands. So as he stands there in the crowd of people, he looks around and realizes nobody's around uh, and he doesn't think they're coming back, but he, he was there to catch a Michael Jackson concert. So he didn't run late. He just sat the baby on the ground and went to the concert. Um, he still thinks about him every once in a while. <laughs> Favorite fact is of this season so far. Did Favorite he name facts. the baby? <gasps> no, no. He just he just set him down on the ground <laughs> and walked away. No, just and the kid is not my son. Eventually, the cries got drowned out by the crowd, and then he just felt a little better. That just sounded like I got trampled. Yeah, you left it in the concert? <laughs> no, no. It was before he went to the concert. Oh, like so he sidewalk. walked away, and then it was there. Yeah, yeah. In the curb. Oh, I hope no one tries to parallel Look park on a baby. I don't know. Are there curbs in France? Probably not. Probably. They don't have infrastructure. Yeah, fuck you, France. <laughs> Any French listeners listening? <laughs> Just the weird. I mean, they don't thing. use soap, so I mean, yeah, why would you expect them yeah, to have razors? Yeah. So that's an outtake. 
<laughs> How do French people smell if they don't have soap? Bad. They do. Yeah. They, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you just said fuck the French. And yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> cooking balances uh, out the that's BO. Fair. Yeah, yeah. The, all the bread kind of just soaks it up in the area. <laughs> that's how they get their bread to taste so good. <laughs> they all smell like butter. <laughs> Garlic. God. So, fun fact about this world, um, I'm gonna do one about our favorite friend, Gilbert. So, Gilbert's favorite thing in the world is baby oil, because not only does it make his muscles glisten in the sunlight, but it also allows him to make a running slide like a baby seal on ice. Can I get a water real quick before we start? Root beer's not good enough for you. Fucking no, sometimes I like just fucking... Can you grab me one, please? Damn it, I was gonna Thanks. ask her that. I was building up to that, though. <laughs> I wasn't just gonna ask her. I was gonna strike casual conversation first. What the fuck? I have some upstairs. Calm down. She doesn't go upstairs. <laughs> oh shit, we have her trapped. <laughs> a bad guy could just literally shove her in a basement and she's trapped. So from what Finn first hears is a loud boom while being woken up. And to his right, he sees Rugrats in Paris, Reptar. And then he looks to his left and then he sees essentially a warehouse hangar that looks like a mechanical shop with Lucas and Ophelia down on the ground. And we're going to pick it up from there. I open my eyes. I don't react physically the rest of me as I open my eyes and make eye contact with the large thing kind of roll over slowly i my body aches and i don't have much energy as i look over and i see both of you guys finn you're alive uh, yeah um what the hell's going on i brought you a gift i hold up a bag okay uh, do i have clothes on yeah you have your soiled clothes on so hell yeah okay so as i'm descending down i'll just wait until i fully hit the ground you fully hit the ground so looking out, you can see Lucas and Ophelia in, from what you remember seeing them in when you last laid eyes on them. If I could get Lucas and Ophelia to describe their outfits that they're currently wearing. Okay. I have a long cape that has a hood on top of it, all black. Um, and then there's like a corset thing, I guess. <clears throat> and then- uh, Do you want the picture? Will it be easier? I could pull up the picture really I got, is it basically thief? Yes. Assassin's Creed Black. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, cool. The one who really is gonna, the, yeah, next person Holy is going to be the one where we're going to need the description. <laughs> I love it. I do love that outfit. So, cool. uh, cool. That was a compliment, by the way. So if I had to show you a picture, this is what she looks like. Oh, that's metal as hell. Oh, that's like, uh, what's her name from uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate? He's got, so yeah, Luke's doesn't look too different. He's got like khakis on. He's got his red, uh, it's actually a turtleneck now. And then where it's, it says, who lets the dogs out? It's a guy holding a chain of Cerberus, except all of Cerberus's heads are Suya's head. And it's bright red. Okay, so you're Jake from State Farm. <laughs> so I guess as you, as you arrive, I'm like, hey, we brought you a pair, a change of clothes as well. We went ahead and had them manufactured for you because I know you're itching to get out of those. Y yeah, I... <sighs> I am. Oh, wow. Uh, can I shower first? Is there showers here? You hear a kind of high-pitched voice coming from the child that is here, the blonde child. Mm, I think I can take care of that. And he goes over and pulls a lever. And out of Reptar's, what looks like his eye area, just comes pouring down like a stream of water. Almost like he's crying tears, but it's enough that it looks like a small waterfall. And it just drenches you in the table completely. Enough so that it just wipes you completely clean of grime. Um... Thanks. Uh, what was your name? Mikey. It's nice to meet you, Mikey. Sure. Okay. Uh, fill me in, I guess, while I get clothed. 
Yeah, so when I hand you the clothes, you open it up and see an exact replica of the Michael Jackson thriller <laughs> outfit, bright red spandex. Yeah, they, they said they it actually they made it so it fits changeling. So even if you switch and change size, it'll still fit you. And I know you like Michael Jackson, so I went ahead and got an outfit for you, and I thought you'd like it. For the record, I had no say in the design choice. So Finn... Actually, he like kind of smiles a bit and he just starts to just put it on. You, you just see him smile a little bit as he's putting it on. Uh, thanks for the thought. I appreciate yeah. it. And then the other guy comes over and he goes like, okay, guys, I know that you guys probably want to, you know, see where you guys are going to be sleeping or, you know, where you guys at least are going to be staying if you guys are staying here, correct? Uh, I don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, sorry, I must have forgot. What What was your name? Uh, uh, my name is Finn. Hi, uh, Lieutenant Dan. Nice to meet you, Lieutenant Dan. Awesome. So, uh... How strong was his handshake? Fuck, I gotta roll for that. Oh, shit. 19. You see this ordinary-looking man. He grabs your hand, and then as soon as he clenches his hand, you see his veins pop from his hand, and you feel the most immense amount of pressure that you've ever felt on a handshake without actually hurting your hand. The firmness of all firm handshakes. It's nice to meet you. You as well. All right, if you guys want to follow me, you guys ah. are going to be staying with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Sure. Okay, so I'll lead you guys to your guys' quarters, and we'll go there, right? <laughs> just because I don't want to do a walk and talk. We're just going to Batman enter like the... You know, it's <laughs> your guys' uh, rooms. <laughs> you guys are now in your guys' room. It is a pretty decent-sized room. I would say it's probably a good... Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a decent-sized room. So it's a decent-sized room. It has three beds on it. One of them has a wall divider, and Lieutenant Dan looks also towards... Also, note, while we're broken, can, we, can it be a triple bunk bed? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> we can stack them. Don't worry. <laughs> More room I, for activities. I actually wouldn't. Re you know what? You guys do what you guys want to. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan looks at you and he says, I know that, you know, women need, if you're a woman, I don't know. I'm not trying to gender you. I'm just trying to say, you look like you might need your privacy. So I have like a divider door here and this could be used for anybody to like get changed or whatever. Uh, these are just the accommodations that come into the room. You guys have been through a lot. I'm just kind of going to let you guys be for right now. And if we need you, we'll come back. Okay. Uh, is there anything you guys need while we're here or while we're waiting or anything like that in the meantime? And some food would be nice, yeah. I think. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll have Chef Boy get it. Um, <laughs> he'll he'll pair it all up for you guys. Uh, is there any preferences, anything you guys are allergic to? Tomatoes. I think that's what I said last episode. Peanut. No peanuts. <laughs> no pe peanuts. peanuts. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, you said peanuts. Hey, no okay. peanuts, no tomatoes. Just so we're safe. <laughs> okay. No, no peanuts, no tomatoes. I think okay. I'm actually allergic to tomatoes. Okay, sorry. I was so confused. You should know what you're allergic to. I really God. should. I don't think so. Live life dangerously. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, on that note, no tomatoes. No, okay, no peanuts, okay, okay yes. cool. So um, I'll make sure that that gets to you guys. Lieutenant Dan then leaves the bedroom, and you guys are now by yourself. Cool. As, as that entire interaction was going on, Finn was not paying attention. He was kind of zoned out, especially after you said, uh, after Lieutenant Dan said about the whole privacy and, like, for, for a woman. He's, like, feeling himself. He's, like, confused for a second. And then he's kind of, like, zoned out. We should probably tell him what happened. Yeah. Not it? Fuck you. <laughs> what? After the explosion, when uh, you were knocked out, uh, we had to run. Oh, where, where's Suya? I'll, I'll get to that. Just, just listen. Okay. We ran into these three guards. Uh -huh. We were the only ones to make it. Oh. Lucas hangs his head and grabs his shirt. I see. We got to live for him. We, we got into a fight with these the guards, and Gilbert was sitting there rubbing baby oil and doing poses with, oh no. with your unconscious body. Oh no. <laughs> Excuse me? Remember that drunk guy in the uh -huh. prison? Turns out his name's Scorno, and he came back fully ready for battle and got Suya. Got it. Uh-huh. Okay. Then 
Gilbert led us here, and we got changed, obviously. And Where is here? Um, underground somewhere, from my understanding. Some sort of hidden... Sewers, where we sewers, went through. yes. Mm-hmm. Can we trust these people? So far right now, we're gonna have to. But keep your guard up, I guess. That's, yeah. that's all I can say. That's all I've ever said. Which, but, one, which one's Gilbert again? You know, the guy's like, oh, the big yeah. buff guy. Oh, the one who busted through the wall? Yeah, the Kool-Aid man. That's the one. Got it. Okay, good to know. So we're not cool with him anymore, really. Nah. Good to we, know. I mean, we don't really trust them, but we're just kind of like He's dead to me, going but, with yeah. it for now, because like, what else are we going to do? You know what I mean? Um, anyway, we're supposed to go speak to their leader. Uh, Hope. Hope. And who are these people? The Rebellion. That gets... The king? Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of are on their side. Well. Because fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy, (laughs) suppose. Well, I guess we can just kind of go talk to her and see what. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, find out more information because I don't even know why we say fuck that guy. Yeah. Besides, he killed that one musician. One? I'm pretty sure he helped. Oh, yeah. I forgot the explosion happened. I'm not going to lie. The entire crowd of people Mm -hmm. that Uh, got murdered under his watch. I mean, to be fair, like playing devil's advocate, not saying I. I mean, we spawned. Some of us killed more than others. What? Not naming names. No, no, like, you know how we were born, and, like, I, like, ripped a bunch of babies up. <laughs> that, yeah, but, yeah, you didn't have a choice in that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Speaking of, what are we going to do about that? That's just... Hello? It's me, chef boy I Is there a lock on the door? <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. God damn it. <laughs> yes? Boy, are these meals ready for you? I was gonna use that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I oh, I go to open the door. So there in front of you is the most stereotypical Italian chef that you have ever seen, complete with the hand and everything. He's carrying the platter with just the yeah, yeah, just, 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 the, just <laughs> the Italian <laughs> finger hand, <laughs> yeah. and he just is perfectly balancing the plate on it. Also, to give another descriptor, he has the mustache that starts wide right under his nose and then goes up like Dr. Eggman all the way up to like the top of his head. Does it curl at the end? Nah, it's just a straight fucking... Does he have the chef's hat on? Absolutely. Do I see any, through the light, do I see any shadows in the chef's hat? Actually, roll a perception check for me. I can roll dice. Ooh. 17 plus 5. You do notice an oddly shaped lump at the top of his mm. head underneath the hat. Got it. And it does almost seem like it is slightly moving. Got it. So the chef just hands out, I brought you uh, your meals. And he hands out three things. To Finn, he hands out what you can assume is spaghetti. To Lucas, he does the same. And to Ophelia, he just gives noodles. And he looks like kind of pissed <laughs> over at you, like you insulted his mother or like slapped her across the face. Thank you. It has a butter sauce on it, though. Oh, that's better. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just noodles. Just nudes. <laughs> And he looks at Finn and Lucas. I'll be seeing you later. And he just kind of glares at Ophelia as he walks out. Adios. Wrong one. Fuck. I slam the door behind him. What did Nobody you? Heard what, what did you say? say? <laughs> what did you say? I see you in hell. I said adios. Wrong one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this looks appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> roll for constitution because uh, you ate that s- di- wait did you hold on hold on before you roll for constitution did you finish it yeah okay roll for constitution big noodle. uh 12 plus 2 Boy, are these noodles good. Like Patrick from that one episode where they got lost in the woods and then they have to ask the magic cons for food. He sucks up this platter as if it is the last meal he has ever eaten. From what Finn and Ophelia see, he's completely fine. How do I feel? (laughs) You're holding it together, (laughs) but it's staying down. 
So fun fact, it's actually pronounced conk. They say they say conch the entire episode, but it's pronounced conk. I've never heard it pronounced conk. One thousand percent. I studied marine biology for a month. It, it, it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know what? Fun fact about Ophelia. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, no, it's, it's li- like literally in the, in the in the dictionary. I'm pretty sure you said conch too. I said conch. I thought I said conch. Okay, so you guys are in the room. Again, Lucas downs his spaghetti. Uh, I'm a wait. I don't really like spaghetti. <laughs> So he's just like slowly eating it, <laughs> not happy about it, but like also like he needs to eat because he hasn't eaten in a while. Yeah, Ophelia's gonna wait about 30 to 40 minutes just to see if they poison the food. I don't trust Chef Boy. You wanna try this? <laughs> yeah, I'll try some more. Okay. <laughs> Roll for constitution. 19 plus 2. Damn. <laughs> the butter sauce helps. <laughs> Actually, yes. So, because this one didn't have the tomato sauce on it, it actually goes down easier for you. And for some reason, you feel like the butter sauce is actually better. I'll be damned. You missed out on that. That was delicious. <laughs> Lucas, despite his knees weak and his palms are sweaty, does not vomit on his sweater. Because it's not his mom's spaghetti. That's true. But it's mama's spaghetti. <laughs> Anyway, so I think we're done done with this interaction. Okay, okay. At this point, it is very late in the day. You guys left the capital at a late time. So after your whole experience with your battle, getting to the resistance base, dropping Finn off at the infirmary, getting your clothes picked out, and then re-picking Finn up, it is now, I would say, roughly about 9 o'clock at night. So you ate a late dinner, and now you could either go to sleep, or you could sneak out, and then you could... Try and, you know, do what you do, I guess. Finn, I forgot to ask. Uh, so were you just like, we saw like monsters and stuff in your eyes when you were unconscious. Excuse me? Yeah, that, yeah, we, we thought you were in trouble. That's why we gave you like the magic boy kid. Apparently he's really good with it. Mikey? Yes, Mikey. Oh, I should go say thank you. Mm. Yeah, but I was just wondering like, was it just like lights out, lights on for you? Because we thought, we didn't know what to think. We thought you might be in trouble. I, I don't know. It, it's It's kind of like, all the blur. It just kind of felt like a little dream. Nothing crazy. I don't even remember most of it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I scared you. No, all. I was just curious. If you guys are ready, I think I'm just going to hit the hay. Big day tomorrow. Is it a big day tomorrow? Is there something going on? Did they say anything? We're meeting else? the leader. Oh, shit. I'm going to probably drop by the infirmary and say thank you. Because I didn't yeah. properly thank him. Make sure you look sharp tomorrow. I know you will. I make all my features look sharper. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you I look- crawl to the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, uh, what's, it, what's it called? The squib... Uh, the Giga Chad. Chad. Yeah. Kane, are you exiting? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm head towards... Oh, I'm going to fucking get lost, but I'm going to head towards the infirmary. So, I'm going to open the door. But as your hand reaches towards the door, you notice it doesn't budge. You didn't hear anything. But you can now assume that the door is probably locked. Um, hey guys, are we guests here or are we prisoners? We're in bed. <laughs> you can hear me. I don't think we're prisoners, but I don't think we well, can leave either. Are you sure? I mean, I go, I jiggle the door. <laughs> I think that means we're prisoners. <laughs> Maybe. Are there any windows? There are not. This You're is not underground. underground. Not even on the building, though? We're still underground. We never went up, did we? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Imagine that these buildings are built into the side of the caverns, and there's like this whole wide open area. Imagine a just mega complex bat cave is kind of what it would be like. Yeah, like a town version of a bat cave. That's probably the best way to say it. I don't like that we're locked in here, though. We should definitely try to find a way to jimmy the door open at least. Um, I'll knock on the door. 
And then what do you guys hear from what seems like it's the room, but you guys can't see any speakers or anything like that. Lieutenant Dan comes to like the intercom and he goes, hey, what's up? Why is it locked? Yeah, so you guys got to understand the situation of what you guys are in, okay? You guys came in out of nowhere. Azrael wants you guys for some reason. Uh, we brought you guys here under good faith because for some reason you guys are important to Azrael. Uh, we can't necessarily, like, we don't know who you are. We don't know why you're here or anything like that. We can't just let you guys go about because it might put our people at risk. I mean, I know that how this may look on the outside, but you guys have to kind of understand from our perspective. We have children here. We have families here. We can't just let people just roam about that seem to have killed a whole block of people you know i mean hopefully you guys can respect that but i understand if this this adds a layer of distrust but i mean it's kind of where we're at and what we have to do i mean if you guys do need to go somewhere we can get you guys an escort to go somewhere but i mean uh ben doesn't say anything he looks very perturbed he looks very upset and you actually see him growing little bits of tufts of hair similar to big angie and so he's just like seething right now but he doesn't say anything he just sits there and then walks over to the bed. We'll take a quick pause. You okay, my guy? Got choked. I was suffering in silence over here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not really. I was really silent. <laughs> I have asthma. There's there's no excuse. <laughs> Let me get a hit. We have the attitude that we just want to help you guys and we want to help the rebellion. But the thing is, we can't put other people's lives at risk. Okay. We want people who are powerhouses or that. As w whenever I start making my way towards my bed, I realize that it has been moved and I see that they are stacking all the beds into <laughs> a triple bunk bed. And as I make my way towards both of you, I hear Lieutenant Dan say powerhouse and I kind of like stop in my tracks and look at both of you and make a weird grimace like what the fuck kind of face. Fen, can you give us a hand with this one? <laughs> We're trying to raise it up to the third. Raise to the roof. Yeah, yeah. This is Ophelia's bed. I have a negative of two strength. I can't. <laughs> um, and Gabe, I go, um, sure. Can't you make yourself big? <laughs> I can, but it doesn't <laughs> fix the problem. Okay. I make myself a lot larger, so I'll just grow. I'll basically just maybe in poor taste, I will um, shape change into uh, Suya, a much larger form. <laughs> so I'll start to grow hair. My face will <laughs> into his face and grow more muscular and try and help. You want to roll for strength? Does someone want to? Anyone but me? All you. Fucking dick. Wait, you said you're gonna help. I you said I'm gonna to. help. That's a help action. Oh, well, then I, I guess everybody everybody needs to roll for strength okay. at that point. I have nothing in strength. Yep. Okay. Twelve. <laughs> Just twelve. Lucas got thirteen plus two, fifteen. Fen rolled a natural one minus two for a negative one. So what happens is you two are on the not the head of the bed, but the the tail of the bed, and you guys are both picking up both legs on that side, and then he is on the opposite side of the bed picking up just one side, and you guys actually tend to lift it. Lucas easier than Ophelia, and then for Finn, it doesn't budge at all. And whenever he lifts up, his back pops as if it was uh, Mr. Incredible from uh, what fighting the the big ball machine and then he stubs his toe on the frame of the doorbed. Ow! 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 Why did I try to help? I can't help. I go back to my form, just back into my normal form and I just sit down on the bed. Alright, just I guess just a double bunk in that case then. <laughs> I just like massage my foot. Alright. Are you still listening? Yeah, I just heard a whole bunch of banging and moving. That uh, did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's weird. I, I mean, I was still listening, but I heard bones cracking and then furniture moving, and I figured we were done with the conversation. Did you guys still? No, you're no, good. we're no. not. Wait, no. we're done with the conversation. We're good. We're good. 
Alright, sweet. If you guys need anything, just knock on the door again, and I'll, I'll be I'll be here. You can hear the intercom go off, and then it doesn't <laughs> actually go off. You just hear him, he goes like, Man, I really hope I can make friends. I mean, like, I just don't have many, you know? And I think I, they're cool enough. The kid's a little weird, but, I mean, hey, you know, who isn't weird? Finn's eye starts twitching. Tail on! Oh, oh, sorry. I was uh, texting out loud. Sorry, doing that again. Okay, all right, bye, bye. Can you hear the intercom actually go off? Texting? Do they have? Oh have fuck! They don't have texting. Okay, okay. It's like damn. Okay. He goes. Oh, sorry. Just uh, uh, thinking, thinking out loud. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, bye. I and wait. The intercom goes off. Okay. I wait an extra thirty seconds before I even move. Okay. I think we're alone again. And I like bring you guys into like a little huddle. I'm like, okay, I, can can you get off? Can you get off the top bunk? I, I don't want to. I mean, it's only too high because some of us couldn't really lift it. Yeah, there's only two bunks now. I wasn't. You know, you know, when you got hurt, you look kind of like Suya. And I was having like flashbacks. It's kind of fucked up. Okay, I'll try not to do that. Yeah. I don't really have much control over it. Okay. I just thought of the strongest person I knew. It's all right, Lucas. Mm. It'll get better. Okay. Uh, I, we should do a little check. Around. Agreed. And so, but we're locked in around the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're on the same page, all three of us. Are you in the right library? <laughs> There's a library. <laughs> right. So, what's in the room? It looks almost as if it's like an apartment, but it's a studio apartment with three beds in it. Now, two beds stacked on top of each other if it's a bunk bed, and then one bed that is jagged as if it was tried to move. There are empty spaces where there were beds, but it's a lot like a hotel room. There's no windows, obviously, but there's paintings. There's a picture frame with a little, um, what's the cutest thing in D&D, Kane? For me, flump. Flump. There is a flump hanging on a wire saying hang in there. And then, wait, can you describe what a flump is? It's like a jellyfish. Yeah, it's, 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 it's this ugly, cute, it's like a pug. It's so ugly, it's cute. Like, it's literally like a, like a trans, uh, translucent jellyfish creature with large, like, googly eyes, like, on stalks. And it has a bunch of, like, tentacles. So it's probably got, like, a tentacle on each side saying hang in there. Oh, that thing is... It's not cute at all. Fugly. <laughs> that thing is fugly. I love flumps. You shouldn't have asked me that question. Yeah, so There's way cuter there's things. Some that, yeah, I mean, that makes it even funnier because it's like... Hold a, on, a, hold on, hold on. Say what you just said, please. <laughs> say anything. Oh, I most certainly heard. <laughs> I said it's fluckable. <laughs> it's fuckable? Fluckable, like a flump. A flump? It's a play on words. I got it now. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. That's hung up on the wall, and then you guys have a bathroom that's accommodating any and all needs that you guys have. There's a refrigerator with, um, you know, a sink, stove, all the stuff that you guys would have, like, in a normal apartment on Earth. It's not too different from, you know, an apartment living situation. Is there a mirror in the bathroom? There is. Can I touch it with my finger? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Is it... Like touching, or is it like a like? Space. You can just touching. ask. Is, there is, space? The, is the mirror see through? That's that's no. not the oh. no. That's how you test to see if it's a one sided mirror. Like oh, can I try to take the mirror off the wall? Yes, it's not a double sided mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at myself. I didn't know there's a mirror. I'm gonna go look at myself in the mirror. I don't know what I look like. I just know I look fucking freaky. You look at yourself and you see. What do you see? Yeah, actually, <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> looks fuckable. Uh, yeah, it looks fluggable. <laughs> well, since I've reverted back into my normal form, I just see this ghastly, hale, very Tim Burton-esque human, the androgynous features and 
a lot more dour than I remember my face being. And it's definitely gaunt, so very weird as the amethyst eyes seem to be like piercing back at me. I don't know how to feel about it. Also while wearing a Michael Jackson outfit. I just kind of stop and I just keep staring, just like kind of touching my face. I'd like to keep doing a sweep of the room, just like looking at anything that can be pulled up or do I, I just want to know. I want to see if there's anywhere I can see where these speakers fucking came from. Lucas kind of like lazily looks around for a couple minutes and then eventually when no one's looking, goes and tries to sneak into his bed and just like quietly sleep there without it knowing. No, I help Finn look around. All right. And if I can get both of you to give us investigation checks. 12. Investigation is just a 16 then. So after you kind of investigate around the room, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Everything seems like it would fit in in this location. You don't notice any wires out of place or any speakers embedded in anything, any lenses where they shouldn't be. It just seems like hey, you guys are in a normal apartment, hotel room, jail cell. Got it. Okay. Um, good night, Lucas. Do you want top bunk or do you want the solo bed? I'll take top bunk. So roll strength and intelligence with disadvantage. <laughs> Both of you. Oh, Jesus. Both of the disadvantage? Yeah. Tough. Six for the first one. I got 12 for the first one. And then a two for the second. One for the second. So you hop in the top bunk, it falls, and then a couple of wood planks break on Lucas. Roll a D4 damage. <laughs> One. I don't even wake up. It's <laughs> 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 just over. A goose egg just pops up on his head. There's a, a lump now in the mattress <laughs> where you had to sleep. Ophelia shrugs and turns over to go to sleep. Um, Finn just kind of grabs the sheet off the bed, the other corner of the room. On the floor? Mm-hmm. On the floor. All right. Now the music plays from like the, you know, uh, that music that the dun, the early morning music of like the sun rising. Yeah. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> That exactly why were you not a bard? What the hell? <laughs> no, whenever you said morning music, I don't know why, but Jurassic Park cannot leave my head. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you still doing that? Jurassic Park? Yeah. No, breathe. <laughs> With the artificial sun coming up in this resistance base, you hear the horns of the resistance base noting that it is morning. On the first horn, Finn jumps to his feet, almost like attention. Ophelia just sits up like... And she's like startled awake. I feel like Finn help me. They trap me. Help, help. I work my way over. I jump up because I realize what fucking happened in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh no, Lucas. And I just like try to rip the bed off of a dove of Lucas. Okay, so you see. <laughs> That's the noise of us. <laughs> Ophelia just flips over the mattress, and then under the mattress, there's just broken boards in the shape of Lucas. <laughs> Are you okay? She saved me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, my head kind of hurts, but I don't know how that fell. We put it together so well. <laughs> no. oh. We're closed. Uh, guys, it, okay. It's me, Lieutenant Dan. Actually, he wouldn't call himself Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Dan. I'm here to take you guys to where you guys need to be. Are you guys ready? Then rolls his eyes, shrugs, and looks back to you two. Better than being stuck here. I I guess. guess. Yeah, we're coming. So as that happens, you guys hear the, like a keypad, a do-do-do-do-do, and then you hear like the... How dangerous are we? I I literally, literally... (laughs) Good luck there's 10 of those instead of nine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lieutenant Dan opens up the door and says, we actually got something for you guys. Uh, Hope actually is unfortunately unable to meet you guys this morning, but she's out dealing with another problem. But we we actually have something that you guys might be very interested in too. Uh, here, follow me. And then the Batman <laughs> fucking <laughs> transition. Who said we were following you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So here, uh, if you guys want to come with me, uh, we'll I'll take you guys where we need to go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just wanted the choice. <laughs> no one puts a baby in the car. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are now in Mikey's mechanic base again, and there's actually a side room that you guys get escorted into where it looks like there is a whole bunch of knobs, valves, vessels, and everything, and in the middle of this room, there looks like there's an oracle ball sitting in the middle of the room with power lines that look like they're going from the ceiling down onto the room to this ball. Mm, quickly, quickly, quickly. Mikey, they don't know. You have to tell them what to do. They, they're not from here. Very well. Let's go quickly. So basically, sit in the chairs, put the headset on, enter the world of the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't know what it is. It's not funny if you don't. <laughs> it's funny to me because I know what it is. They are, don't know what this are is. Are recording a podcast? <laughs> How meta. Are they going to play D&D too on the podcast? <laughs> mm, all right. Quickly now, put on the headsets, sit in the chairs. I'll explain later. Is this like an electric chair? No. In a no. sense. He's not very good at explaining it. So uh, you guys are all going to touch the ball whenever it lights up, and then essentially we're going to guide you through uh, today's mission, what we're going to be doing. What do we get out of this? For, yeah. I promise, just keep keep listening. It will interest you guys. Just trust me on this one. We're listening. Okay. So <laughs> You may be. <laughs> yeah. No, I am not being complicit. I'm okay, being... fine. Fine. At this point, Mikey cuts in. Quickly now, quickly. If you want the fourth back, we need to hurry. What? Yeah. Okay. So here, first of all, we'll we'll show you guys what we mean. Hey, sit down. Uh, as soon as Finn sits down, the whole room lights up, and all those valves and uh, the steampunk esque looking room starts powering up. And you see that blue energy that you guys have famously saw before circle down through the bottom of the room, and then it goes into this ball. It looks like the inside of it is spinning really, really fast, but there's glass on the outside of it, so you guys are able to touch it. Lieutenant Dan comes in, sits down in the chair, and puts his hand on the ball. Lieutenant Dan's eyes glaze over white and then he stands up straight and that's about it. What was that? The process. Quickly now. Every second we wait is a second that we could lose this resource. I sit in the chair. I guess uh, Lucas follows suit. Now just touch it and Mikey sticks out his hand and touches the ball with similar reactions of eyes rolling back in his head. Lucas hesitantly touches the ball and Lucas's eyes roll back in his head. I'm so scared. <laughs> Slowly I follow suit and I touch the ball. And once again your eyes roll back into your head, just leaving Finn alone sitting in the chair. Everyone's in a very vulnerable spot. Correct. Are there any notes sitting around? Any, I'm sorry, what? Notes? Like open papers and stuff like that? Not that you can see. Stand up. All right. I, okay. Is it still going? Everything's just, Yeah, every, everything's still whirling around. I'm going to start looking around. If I can stand up and start moving. And as you kind of start getting up out of your chair, you hear a voice, mm, quickly now, come out of the room itself. I said every second is a second wasted. Did I waste my time bringing you back? If I knew you were going to be this incomplicit, I would have just left you asleep. Oh, he starts looking very irate. He'll sit down and I'll touch the ball. Okay, so hang on. Okay. And your eyes roll back in your head. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
thank God Brett is here. Uh, <laughs> Consistency. I know. Yeah, no, it's, it, I, yeah, it's good. Just like in cyberpunk, you guys are transported through this like cybernetic domain where you see Mikey and Dan is sitting down just like in the chairs. You guys are still sitting in the circle that you guys were in all with your guys' hands out. And then you guys all kind of wake up in this place. The outside, just like if you guys were in VR, the outside is basically rendering at this point. And as you look at Mikey, you've noticed that his outfit in this world has changed from his normal kind of like black attire. It is now reminiscent of a Tron light-up suit with the blue energy kind of circling through it. Oh my god, we're dead. It was the electric chair. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys aren't dead. You guys aren't dead. Mm, they go on for a block or two before the trail goes cold. That is why we have brought you here. <laughs> Mikey, you're not helping. You guys realize that you guys are actually back in the alleyway. Well, Lucas and Ophelia notice this. Oh, shit. Mm. We've been here. Yeah, like yesterday. There are, there's still <laughs> smears on the sidewalk from Lucas smothering a man with his soiled underwear. Notice anything different? I try to notice something different. <laughs> what am I supposed to <laughs> I look around? You didn't explain the alleyway. I know, it, you guys can roll perception if you guys want to. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to look. 19? 14. No, I'm an idiot. Nine. Lucas was actually more out of the smoke because he was, you know, fighting Gilby a little bit more. And he realizes that Suya is gone, but there's streaks of blood where he was. Oh, like his body's not there. Yes. Yeah, his body's not there. Okay. Yeah. And there's like blood streaks, kind of like someone dragged a dead deer that they had just shot. You know, sure. kind of like how that leaves a blood trail behind. Love the imagery. Yeah. Lucas nudges Ophelia. His body's gone. Why does it look like they dragged it? Where'd they take it to? Where, where do those streaks go? They go on for a block or two before the trail goes cold. That is why we have brought you here. So what? To sniff out the trail or like... Why we brought you here and we were actually weren't going to send you guys on this mission, but we actually sent out Gilby to get this done, but surprise, surprise, he hasn't came back. He was actually supposed to be back this morning before the horn sounded, but I mean, it is what it is. So the mission details are as this. One of our informants, Doug, informed us that they took special care of Sui's body. Normally, what they do is they hire an external company to do the cleanup most of the time. They didn't for this job. And I heard it was specifically for uh, Suya. I mean, that's what we're assuming, at least. We don't know where this trail leads and whatnot, but once you guys meet and find Doug, he will be able to tell you guys where to go. We need you guys to figure out if Suya's alive or, you know, what they're doing with his body. Uh, there's so many unknowns, unknowns with your guys' group that we just don't know where to go from here. Do you guys have any questions? Concerns? Why the hell did we need to go in here? We want to get you more acquainted with Central. That's why we brought you guys here, or else we would have just told you guys this information. You see this rendering kind of zoom back out to where it's uh, more like a holographic HUD in front of you guys, and uh, you guys can see three rings with walls surrounding each ring. You guys will be traveling from here, the resistance base, to the highest building in the third ring. From there, you guys will meet Doug. Doug will show you guys where to go, and you guys will have to navigate through these walls to be able to get the information that we need or you guys need in this sense if you guys want to save Suya. But the goal of the mission, whether Suya's alive or dead, is to retrieve his body. To try to help better understand you guys, why you guys are here. Uh, do you guys have any other questions or anything? What, I mean, what if we say no? We need to go get him. Based off of information from our informants, if Companion 4 designated Suya is not retrieved, then there are rumors that they have necromancers that could potentially resurrect his body to perform torturous experiments on it. At the very least, I just need his hand. Is this child, like, through, like, all of his talking and everything, 
does it seem human or? He seems too smart for his own good. As if he looks down on the world for not being on the same intellectual level as him. The last time we said he was Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Perfect. Do you guys accept this mission? Because, I mean, as far as it goes right now, you guys have just been thrown into a lot of this. We don't have a choice. Let's go. Yes. All right. And then as the old TVs, the dinosaur TVs, you see uh, your vision go down to like a white line, then that white dot, and then you guys wake back up in that room with the room powering down. As I gain my vision and any of my bearings, I'm going to leap over the table and I'm gunning for the child. I'm sprinting immediately for the kid and I'm going to put my hands around his throat if I can. Roll dexterity. That is a 17 plus 4. Oh, that's a 19 plus 4. So as you try to reach towards him, thin wires almost extend from inside of his body, almost like they're coming out of his skin to form a mesh in front of him, almost like Gara's sand protecting him if you are a Naruto fan. Got it. I was just going to threaten him, but now I'm angry, so I'm going to punch the... I'm going to punch it, the wire. I want to see how tough it is. All right, roll a strength check. Do you want an unarmed strike or... Go ahead. Uh, 16 plus 6, 22. I'm sorry. With a 22 powered strike, you almost feel the bones in your hand hit solid steel as these millimeter thin wires, almost thinner than a strand of human hair, are able to block all energy from your punch. However, you can still see like the force kind of blow behind it as like a little bit of wind ruffles his luxurious blonde hair. And I'm going to scream from the bottom of my lungs. Like it's going to be a way deeper voice than anyone's ever heard from Fen, but he goes, I didn't ask for you to save me. I owe you nothing. And he's going to walk away. Okay. <clears throat> we should probably go check on him. Yeah, I just, I just walk right out the door. I don't move because I know we need to be escorted, but I get the hell out of that room. Okay, you guys can exit that room. Yeah, we go, yeah, yeah, we go run to catch up with Finn. And whenever I made that punch and did those strikes, my eyes hollowed out for a second. And once you walk out of the room, uh, Mikey is walking to Finn to be able to confront Finn, and then Dan comes up to Mike, puts a hand on Mikey's chest, and he goes, hey, leave him alone. They're going through a lot right now. I, to be honest with you, I don't even think they know what they're going through. Mm, I don't care. And he throws something at Finn. A small, balled-up object. Uh, Lieutenant Dan, with showing his prowess, you see his arm kind of, like, light up, and then he he extends his arm out to the thing that Mikey throws, and then he brings it to him as if he's using telekinesis, and he goes, Mikey, I'm not playing. Stop it. Just go. Nor am I. That is the object that they need in order to get to their surrounding. Okay, just let me escort them out. And then you guys can be in a different area that you guys don't need to be near each other right now. Let me handle this, okay? Is there a problem? No, there's not a problem. Just And as Lieutenant Dan says that, you can just see Mikey just kind of almost shrug off whatever he says. Like, it just kind of goes in one ear, out the other. But he does just walk the opposite direction and goes out a door that did not seem to be there in the control panel earlier. Lieutenant Dan looks at what Mikey threw. Can you explain what he threw? So, in Lieutenant Dan's hand are three white gloves that have a solid black arrow on the back of them. I'm sorry, there are five white gloves, three of which have solid black arrows on the back of them. And then Lieutenant Dan like looks at him and he goes, oh, okay. All right. We cut back to you guys outside of the room. Hey buddy, what was that? <sighs> it won't happen again. Don't worry about it. I mean, w- was it something he said or like, so I mean, I don't, I don't want to do anything to offend you. Um, no, you're, you're fine. He's just a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> okay. Um, there's kind of an awkward silence between, you know, you guys. 
I mean, gotta go pub. Yep, yeah, go run to the rest. Well, actually, here, I'm uh, just gonna. The I'm true gonna motives. Ah, uh, yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we were getting close anyway, so I was like. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan then opens up the door. <laughs> <laughs> There's a door. He opens the door. That's a squeaky door. Okay, go to the bathroom. So, Lieutenant Dan has his ear up to the door. It kind of falls to an awkward silence. He goes, just. Checking to make sure everybody's okay. Finn, is it right? Yeah, Finn. Um, are, doesn't even look at him. He's just looking forward. Are you okay? I just want to make sure that you're okay because I mean, I I understand that this is a lot for you guys. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I don't care about uh, Lucas and Ophelia here, but um, it seems like coming back from whatever you saw or whatever you went through was probably terrible. And we all have a personal story with Azrael, but um, we know that Azrael is a bastard. Really, are you okay? Fine. Do you have what we need to go? Do you have Do you have anything to add on? Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Mikey, uh, what he was throwing to you guys uh, was uh, these gloves, and he pulls out all fingerless gloves to you guys, and he gives a pair to Lucas, and then he gives a pair to Ophelia, and then he, he extends gives, his hand, but uh, he doesn't look. He puts it in uh, Finn's hand. Does Finn like take it, yeah, rip it he, away? Yeah. No, he doesn't rip it away. He just grabs it. That's only one glove. Do you want the other one? Nope. If you didn't give me both, it's not worth it. Grabs the other one. This will tell you where to go. So if you guys want to put on the gloves, I'll show you how they work. Puts on the gloves. Sure. Yeah, Let's Lucas puts on his gloves. Okay. Lieutenant then, then looks at Lucas and holds out his fist right in front of him. Not in a punching motion, just holds out his fist. Um, I, I, Lucas fist bumps him. And he goes like, oh, okay, so you already know how to work these. No. If you hold up your hand like uh, you were looking at a watch, and then as soon as that happens, you see uh, an arrow pop up that shows you where to go. Um, these are how... Is someone else it's okay, it's okay. Our previous captain before Hope tracked out all of these sewers um, and he made a digital map of it. The only one that comes into existence whenever it comes to the capital. And we're the only ones that have it. This is how we navigate the sewers and this is how we get to where we need to go. I'm seeing as, uh, you know, we operate covertly. Without touching fists, it acts as a connector. Any information that I would need to give you, documents, uh, directions, anything like that, that would need to help you guys navigate through the world that would be stored right there and it would be of access to you guys now if you guys want to it'll still be on your hand but if you guys don't want it to be shown or whatnot or you always want only it to be visible to your eyes um there can be a camouflage mode but i mean that's it's mainly for aesthetics people can still take off the glove and whatnot so this should tell you guys where to go just make sure that um you guys communicate back with us uh before nightfall and uh, if you guys see gilby tell him to come back he often gets distracted. So is this arrow taking us to Doug right now? Yeah. I guess we will get on our way then. Ready to go. I'm not ready to leave. I need answers for this pain, for the struggle, for the strife. Please let me know. Peace is all I need. Till then, I'm a push. I'm a bull. I'm a fight. Wherever I go, my destiny is near. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll pay whatever the price. Cause all I really know is even in the end, I'm going to find a way to live. Thank you, everybody who has tuned in to episode three. The Afterlife team is really, really thankful that everybody who has continued to listen and who is always intrigued in the story, we always love the support. As far as credits go, we have Aaron Rash as Ophelia Afton, Kane Harrison as Findalto Pendleton, Tyler Waddell as Lucas Gray, Brett Benner as co-DM and writer. We have Ivan Booth as campaign supervisor and writer. We have Harvey A. Cook as art director and animator. If you would like to find his work, you can look 
look him up at Harvey Likes to Art. We also have Raven Reed as our marketing coordinator. And lastly, we have me, Brennan Gifford, as the lead writer, editor, and DM. If you guys like the podcast and you guys want to share with some friends, you could find all of our social media handles at afterlife underscore pod. Other than that, we will see you guys next time on February 20th with episode four.